Welcome back to Sports Talk. This is podcast episode two. I am your host, Dariq Cat, and I'm here with my co-host as well. Uh, Michael Gomez. And you guys know how it goes. As long as sports are being played, I'll be here wheeling and dealing. Let's jump right into it. I want to talk some baseball. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but my man here, Mike, is. And I have a question. I do know enough to know when something's wrong. It's kind of like a plumber. When you're not a plumber, you know when your toilet won't flush, but you don't know how to fix it. Mike's going to be my plumber on this one. And I know my toilet isn't flushing as far as the Phillies go. They start off real hot, it appears to me. And now, like, you almost don't hear anybody talk about them. And no news is almost always bad news. So I, I got a feeling they're not doing too good. I mean, you, you want to elaborate on that for me, Mike? What's, what's going on? I, I don't know what's wrong with the Phillies. The Phillies, after the All-Star break, have completely struggled from the offensive side. Um, at the end of the, at the beginning of the All-Star break, they were a game and a half ahead of the Atlanta Braves. And now today, it's September 12th, September right? 12th. September 12th. 12th. They're seven and a half games back in the division. Jeez. How does They're that on, happen? Would you blame that on, is that partially a coaching error? I you would think say. Maybe. I would or say. Or just player exhaustion? It could be that. It could be definitely. It the Phillies are a young group of guys, so they mm-hmm. could just burn out. Okay. So it's like a lot of the guys, some of the guys on the Phillies haven't played 162 games. Oh. So in the minor leagues, they play far less. I don't even think they play 100 games. Mm-hmm. So these a lot of these young kids are like they're they're used to the season ending in August, July. Okay. There there's two extra months of baseball to be played now so a lot of players could get burnt out and lack of experience and just the Phillies have struggled all year offensively they can't produce runs to to me when I think of lack of experience only one thing comes to mind and a lot of people don't like this phrase I think is you don't want it bad enough you know I mean experience can carry you don't get me wrong but will will carry you a lot further. That's very true. It, it's like it's. I, I think it's like it, last year. It could be some guys aren't hungry in that yeah. locker room. They got they got comfortable and they're like, you know what? Even if we don't make it, we, we had we were hot. We're ahead then. of schedule. Yeah, we were hot then. Yeah, because no one really saw the Phillies performing the way they did this year. It's like the Atlanta Braves. That's my team. I love the Braves. Um, no one saw the Braves, the Phillies over like just completely overtaking the Nationals. The Nationals struggled terribly this year. I don't know. I really think it's just the offense with the Phillies. The Phillies can't produce runs. They have Aaron Nola, Cy Young, one of the best pitchers in the game. He'll go out there, shut it down, one or two runs. The Phillies can't produce. That's upsetting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like tough. a defense being on the field the entire game. And yeah, the pretty much the same thing. Points. It's the same okay. thing. Okay, all right. So the so fi- you you got some uh some Mets news for me? I I heard. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, David Wright is gonna be called up at the end of this week to play the Mets' last homestand. Um, if you don't know, David Wright has been out all year. He's played less than a hundred games in the last three seasons. Yikes! So he's really been banged up bruised up yikes so this man might as well stay at home yeah this is gonna pack his bags half yeah this is pretty much gonna be the farewell tour right here Uh, his homestand um the mets owe him michael uh, jackson this is it they owe him a humongous amount of money it's crazy so i think they're probably gonna work out a deal let him go probably give him some of the money but it's looking like david wright it's gonna be the last time we'll see him in a mets uniform maybe any uniform you 
Any uniform? Yeah, you it, don't think there's any team that'll take a chance? Out? Probably not, just because his inj- he's he's just been banged up and bruised. It's, who wants to pick up a guy who's played 100 games in the last know. three seasons? I mean, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking, like, in terms of football, because I'm always like, there's somebody that's going to take a chance on him. But there I, might be. Ba- baseball's a lot more, I think, more personnel-geared. Because you you look at a single pet player and determine, all right, is this player helping the team or are they hurting the team? Base football fifty three man roster, baseball I, I'm pretty sure it's not fifty three, and even if it is fifty three, probably like twenty. I want to say uh, a lot of them are, 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 are see pitchers. The field. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them see are pitchers. Time. Yeah, so you there's a mean? they have a forty man roster, so it's like active forty man roster. So that's thirteen less already. So a lot of those guys. Are on the pitching staff, so we may have two position players at each thing. So is David Wright really worth clogging up a backup third baseman or an infield role? That's, he that's can't catch up to the heat anymore. Hairs. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Maybe a, I don't really see it happening. But Jose Bautista this year, he's played on three three of the five teams in the NL East and has hit a home run with each team. He started off with the Braves. Went to the Mets, and then the Phillies ended up signing. Why does this guy get moved so much? What's up with that? Because he wasn't on a roster until about I remember July. His, I remember his name being big. Probably yeah, Joey like Bats with like the two, three years ago. Yeah, that was the disrespectful bat flip in yeah, the playoffs. I, yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. That was fire. I yeah. do remember that on, on uh, ESPN, and I ain't talking classics. Like, I remember <laughs> watching that. Yeah. He did the back flip. I was like, yo, this guy's saucy. Now, yeah, now his production is, has hit an all-time low. Oh, man. And... That's and sad. that just shows you how bad the Phillies' offense is done. That's sad. Mets drop Jose Bautista, and the Phillies sign him for sign him desperately for offensive um production because yeah. no one in the Phillies lineup has really produced Yikes. in the second half. Yikes! But the Phillies are a good young team. Next year, the years to come, Phillies, Atlanta Braves, move over Washington. The Nationals are out. The Nationals were a World Series favorite, too, this year. Mm. And now they're just a disappointing season. They sold off a um, few of their pieces. They even talked about potentially trading Bryce Harper at one point. Real quick, what, what do you think the problem is there with the Nationals? I mean, I know you said it, they they it, didn't live up to the hype. I know sometimes that could be more so like locker room conflict. It could definitely. That's what, that's what it means to me. It you could didn't be. live up to the hype, all that potential. It could There's be some something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, this is the third year. With a third different coach, Ooh, so it's a that, it's hard to. Adjust. There's no culture in that yeah. lineup, and then also the the Nationals have been winning the division. I think this would have been their third or fourth year in a row to sweep the division. Okay, they may be exhausted. They haven't. They haven't. Last year, best team in the NL East couldn't win. A, couldn't win um playoff series. They struggled terribly. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so it might be over for the Nationals. It looks like they're trading off pieces. Um. Rebuilding? It may be a rebuild. Bryce Har- rebuild? This is Bryce Harper's um, free agent contract. So this was his last year on his I rookie deal. I about Bryce Harper and, and pinstripes potentially. Yeah. There's, there's there some was, whispers. Yeah, I, I ain't a baseball guy, but I know some names and I you know I know some teams. I heard something about. Yeah, it's definitely a potential you know. move. Um, the Cubs have been in um in the mix too with, for Bryce Harper because okay. Bryce Harper's dog, his little puppy, little Yorkie dog, his name is Wrigley. And Wrigley Field is where the Cubs play. Anthony Rizzo, um, Chris Bryant, some of the younger guys in baseball, if they mm-hmm. all link up, could be a little bit of a bomb squad. Okay. okay. So like potentially that. Bryce Harper could and, and Bryce Harper was looking for 
up to three hundred, four hundred million dollar contract. That's buku. Ten money. years, yeah. That's that buku. real money. Like, like, make sure you tell your kids, baseball. That's crazy. And the cool, yeah. and the great thing about baseball is separated. Since we're gonna get into some NFL news next, a lot of baseball money is guaranteed. NFL. Would you say percentage wise? I, I, of that I would have to. Is- is guaranteed. We I would have to look 60, it up. 70? Probably, just off the top. Just probably, probably over 70, 80% is Ooh, guaranteed. That's a lot of money. It's like last year, that's a lot the of New money. York Yankees paid A-Rod $25 million to be an advisor just because he was guaranteed X amount of money. He retired, and then they paid him for two seasons of $25 million. Could you I imagine? Should, I took you, the wrong career path. Yeah, as soon as you um, should have been training. As soon as you don't play two weeks in the NFL, it's over. <laughs> it's over. The money stopped flowing. Shipping out. Of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you listen. You protest wrong in the NFL. It's over for you. Yeah. So it, it, it could go either way there. Yeah. So, so speaking of protesting in the NFL, we can move forward from the baseball stuff. All right. Um, I know we definitely just wanted to touch on the Phillies real quick. Um, we'll touch on baseball next week too. Our next episode. Playoff baseball is coming. But to segue into it, talking about losing your job if, you, to me. if you do something, how do you feel about Nike? Talk to me. And the Colin Kaepernick how deal. How do I feel about Nike? Yeah. I love it. Do you think I that it's it. a marketing scheme and they are doing it for capital gains or, or, or value just because Colin Kaepernick's a hot commodity right Honestly, now? Or do you think Nike cares? This is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but it's a yes and no to me. Yes, in a sense where obviously you want to capitalize on something that has a lot of media tension around it, something that's you know people are talking about consistently. I mean, you get on Facebook, you get on Twitter, it's everywhere. You cannot escape this. It's almost like a virus. But in the same breath, I believe to align yourself with something of that stature, something that you know carries a lot of weight, somebody up there in the office has to care about what he's saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you don't just jump on a ship for for good hopes. You jump on a ship because all right, they kind of have something that I want, I might want, and I might need. So I, you know, I, I believe it's a, it's a yes and no. I do think it's it's mixed too, and I just think it's smart for Nike to to like I would say um, be on the right side of history mm-hmm. because if we look back at things that Colin Kaepernick are protesting. I like to use this as an example. This is maybe this may be a little far fetched, but it's like Jackie Robinson. When Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball, um, a lot of people didn't agree. They thought it was it was nonsense. He shouldn't be able to play in the MLB. Everybody doesn't agree. But now, at first. but now we look back at it now, and the same type of people who would disagree mm-hmm. are championing Jackie Robinson now. Yeah. So. To be honest, that's what I honestly deep down feel like Colin Kaepernick might have to wait he, 10 years to get, oh, he's a brave guy. He's a brave guy. No one cared about Jackie Robinson the first five years. Absolutely. They disagreed. Absolutely. And then, like I'm saying with Nike being on the right side of history, mm-hmm. it's like whoever aligned themselves with Jackie Robinson that, then... Mm-hmm. Can say now, yes, I, I've been here. I from just day don't one. like the excuses that people are using for why they don't like the protest. I mean, honestly, if to me, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, call anybody anything, but if it's a race thing for you, you might as well just come out and say it. Because if Nick Wright said it, if he had came out and said, "I'm protesting because I don't feel 
our veterans are taken care of well enough. We have homeless vets. We have vets that we don't feed. We have vets losing their houses. And that's why I'm kneeling. Would you have a problem with it then? And for, for me, when has kneeling ever been viewed as disrespectful in the history of anything? Well, well, you think about kneeling, and it has never been in a disrespectful It's always been in a sign of respect. It's when it was done, you know, in the Republic. Knights did it. People do it while they're praying. Yeah, people do it at other people's graves. Yeah. It has never been taken in a disrespectful light. And all of a sudden, because someone kneels during a national anthem, that no one had a problem with it, first off, when he was kneeling during the national anthem. It was when he came out and said, I'm kneeling because of this. Because then X, people, Y, and Z. Then people had a problem with Very it. Very true. So if, if it's a race thing in your head, you might as well just come out and say it and stop using military as an excuse because they back him up. Stop using, you know, all these thing, other things that accompany dollar. He didn't kneel during the middle of a game. That's when uh-huh. he starts getting paid. He gets paid to play. Yeah. He was standing before a national. And so it wasn't on his manager's time just because he's in uniform. You get in uniform at home and you ain't make it to work yet. Are you on your manager's dime? Can you not pray then? Can you uh-huh. not kneel then? He might and he doesn't. And Colin Kaepernick, it's like a lot of people would always say, is, um, you, you don't have to use the NFL. That's your job. It's keep it out of it well Colin Kaepernick does does Colin Kaepernick have a platform on Wednesday night if Colin Kaepernick goes kneels on a Wednesday night no one's gonna see that this is a man that donates his personal money to charities and people are calling him spoiled uneducated I just think it's ridiculous because Colin Kaepernick kneeled after he spoke to an army ranger who said well, we we use the kneeling. Somebody who's seen actual combat. Yeah, someone, this uh, isn't a person who is cooking in the army. And no disrespect to anybody that serves. Shout yeah, out to yeah, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like that thank goes everybody and, yeah. and serves our country. But this is a person who's seen actual combat. Things that you and I and other people at home couldn't even imagine. Keyboards, couldn't even couldn't comprehend. Even yep, and he told, and he said, and told Colin Kaepernick, this is what he thinks he should do. I, I think this would be more respectful than you sitting down. And he, don't get me wrong... He didn't like that he was sitting down. He told him that. That's why they initially met. Because he said, hey, I think what you're doing is disrespectful. And Colin Kaepernick responded to him. They had an hour-long conversation about it. And in the end, he said, I understand your fight. This is what I think you should do to improve it. So if anybody thinks that what he's doing now, kneeling is disrespectful, show this man a better solution. Because clearly he's willing to listen to the other side, but are you willing to listen to his? Yeah, that's, that's what very it comes true. down to. That's very true. But, and, and, but, and the problem is with the with the whole Colin Kaepernick being disrespectful stuff, um, why aren't we upset that veterans aren't, that they're homeless at high at the highest rates of anybody? We got people burning Nike gear that well, other people PTS, use. PTSD struggling with with coming back to the real world why aren't we upset that these people are struggling but we're mad that colin kaepernick took a knee we we, we're mad at the wrong thing i hate to talk about this because it's gotten so much coverage and the nfl and the owners no matter what they want to control the um the narrative colin kaepernick's not doing what they say he didn't he they just want to control the narrative so they can Control the results so they can control what happens to Colin Kaepernick. Oh, Colin Kaepernick's disrespectful to the flag. He doesn't love America. That's why he's not on our team. Yeah, that's and that's that's just you, you know. And this is another piece of something, and then running with it. Just to run on this last thing, if Tom Brady does the exact same thing 
as Colin Kaepernick. Does Tom Brady have a job tomorrow? Oh, no. I'll, I'll one-up you. I'll <laughs> one-up you here. Tom Brady came out and openly said, I'm in support of what Colin Kaepernick is doing. So tell me why Brady hasn't received nearly the, yeah, well, the same amount. of, And this he said he supports it. Huh? So that means he's not only condoning what he's doing, but he's almost applauding him in a sense. Yeah. And he has received no backlash. That, yeah. that story, I had to dig in the archives to find that. Because it doesn't even receive as, nearly as much media coverage as Colin Kaepernick, quote-unquote, disrespecting yeah. the flag. Yeah. And you have, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation saying he's supporting it, but no, no, yeah. no backlash there. It's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, to wrap this up, I, um, I agree with Nike 100%. Like we said, I think it's a, it is, like you said, like just to summarize, like you said, it's both. It has to be. Yeah. Nike is aware of its surroundings. Yeah. Nike, that's who they sell their apparel to. Yeah. Do you think Nike cares that people are burning the sneakers? They do probably, but I don't think they care. They probably don't. Their sales percentage, like yeah, online, like the, the stock is at up. one of its highest points right now, today, as yeah. of today, September twelfth. Nike has been his, his one of the his highest. Nike jersey that they came out with sold out within like. Yeah. Three hours, I think it was. It's a, Colin Kaepernick has become such... He's come embedded in the culture of fighting against the system. Yeah. Now against the man. Now, but unfortunately for him, and not that this is even unfortunate, he's always going to have to prove himself. Because the moment he slips up, someone's going to bring everything up and say, ah, oh, you weren't doing it for the right cause and yeah. all this other stuff. But I'm, well, let's get off the yeah, Kaepernick let's... thing. I don't want to be the dead yeah. horse. We all know what's you know, going on with that. We, you know what's up. Yeah, if, and, you're, if you're real, you know what's up. And, and, and to kind of segue into the next topic about Colin Kaepernick and things like that, um, the Serena Williams situation in the U.S. Open. Whoo! I think that was ridiculous. Ooh, that one's clear cut. Serena Williams is the GOAT. She's, she has to be one of the greatest Absolutely. tennis players. As Michael Jordan to tennis. Yeah, she was, she was bred to be U.S. Open champion. Her dad doesn't get enough credit. Either. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. That man did. Very, but, but brought them up. Serena Williams is Nothing. getting, not Colin Kaepernick treatment, but she's getting treated very unfairly because she's, she's upset that women can't do what men do. Yeah. And I've seen clips on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook they have these compilations of men slamming tennis rackets, wow, busting it over wow, their head. I had to look at it for myself the- because I heard somebody on the radio say it, and I was like, nah, that can't be true. So, you know, I, I started YouTubing some stuff. Cussing out referees. It's wild. Yeah, and then and they don't, they, not one word is said to her. And also, thing, another thing, what makes it worse for the Serena Williams thing is we, we ban the, the suit that she wears that Nike invented and innovated yeah. to help her not get blood clots. To in retrospect save her life, yeah. like she almost died from blood clots. They're like Nike her invents life. the, and then the French Open says that Serena Williams should respect the game. Yeah, Serena Williams has given her heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears, to the game of tennis. Yeah, she's one of the greatest athletes ever, but she needs to respect the game. Honestly, the game needs to respect her at this point. At this point, that's a hundred percent. The point, game of the tennis game needs to respect. Yeah, her. It, it's ridiculous how. And Serena Williams always gets the the worst of things. It's like, have you seen the comic that the Australian do? That's ridiculous. I did. It's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. Um, If I was Serena, I would look into some legal action against that. And I'm not talking like boycott, none of that. I'm talking about like potentially suing for, you know, slander or something of that nature. Yeah, that's a complete slander of the name. It's... 
you know the depiction that they put up of her is uh, you guys disgusting. Can go search it. It's disgusting. Go to, go look it up. It's, it's it's from an Australian cartoon. It was in one of the Australian newspapers, and it's a it's a photo of Serena Williams, a very misleading photo it's of just, Serena it's Williams. Poorly depicted. Just yeah, you, you guys can go check it out. Like a poor sport and. Like she's heavy, very heavy set in the yes. in the photo, and I'm not gonna you know get into it because they've done things before with like political people and things like that. But I think it was done with ill intent, so she should look into that. But yeah. m- moving on, let's talk some football. Finally, let's let's talk some football. Finally, talk to me. You know, um, a, I just want to you know get this out of the way real quick. Nick Foles is starting week two. The the Eagles. And staff have not cleared Carson Wentz for contact. Um, your your they, boy, your boy Doug, still still kind of upset about it. Dougie P. He said, "Has has he, has Carson been cleared yet?" He does appear to be <laughs> a little upset about it. Um, I think the media might be getting under his skin a little bit. He should probably like just avoid interviews as much yeah. as he can. But we'll grab back on the Eagles on um, week one. How how you feel about week, week one? one? Week one held a lot of surprises uh, for me. Um, I what the most interesting team in my opinion is I want to touch on the Seahawks, but let's let's get on them last. First, I want to start with the Bears. Khalil Mack, what a debut! Um, First I, half. The, how do you think the Raiders? <laughs> um, the Raiders. How do you trade that guy? Like I, I would know, pay money to watch. Do the Bears play the Raiders this year? I don't know. Does that? Does anybody know that? Anybody that, know might, that? If, if they that do, we be, might have to live stream that. That, that would that be, be very interesting. Kyle um, Mack had uh, had a great game. I think he would destroy Derek Carr if they played. But yeah. um, he he had a really good debut as a Bear, and I was happy for him. Yeah, uh, me too. You know, they paid him a lot of money. He did. Uh, I think the way he got driven out of town was a little it was it was foul to me, but um, he he made, he's making the most of his opportunity, or so it appears. So it was good. Uh, Green Bay. They're always interesting. They're never more interesting when Aaron Rodgers gets injured and then comes back. And they're even more interesting when Aaron Rodgers gets injured. He comes back and they're down by 20 points. And he throws, what, three touchdowns? Yeah. Three touchdowns um, in, in the second half? Aaron, you know what that clip? Yeah, I think it was three. Um, yeah. that, makes me, that makes me think of, um, remember that Aaron Rodgers radio interview? Relax. Relax. Yeah. yeah. He and came he, in the game. But tw- it, down 20. It wasn't even the fact that he said relax. It was the way that he looked into the camera. <laughs> he was looking into the, the watcher's souls yeah. as he said, relax. And Aaron Rodgers is one of the baddest men on the planet with a yeah. football in his hand. Like, yeah. I don't care what anybody I'll, says. I'm, I'm going to say this. Green Bay, they're subpar without Aaron Rodgers. They're not even subpar without Aaron Rodgers. They're terrible. They need Aaron Rodgers. I will openly say that they are terrible without Aaron Rodgers. Almost every game, they are non-competitive when Rodgers isn't there. And even games that look winnable, they find a way to to mess it up for themselves. Yeah, who did the song Kaiser come in the game? Kaiser came in. He did. Um, and he was terrible. I did miss some of the Packer game. Um, Did Jimmy Graham, was Jimmy Graham involved Jimmy in Jimmy Graham... All? Had I think like two catches. I had him on one of my fantasy leagues. He didn't do too hot. Um, but then again, I don't think he really got a chance to like get a rhythm yet with the team. I, I don't expect Jimmy Graham to really start producing till probably like somewhere around week six. So if you guys have him on your fantasy team, don't look to ship. Don't panic, Jimmy yet. Graham. yeah. Don't panic. Yeah, don't don't panic. Hold on yeah. to Jimmy Graham 
Trust me on this one. I know. The same thing happened when he was with Seattle. He didn't get off to a hot start. A lot of people were getting ready to trade him. I said, I'm going to hang on to Jimmy Graham. I hung on to him. When I plugged him in, Jimmy Graham had 100 yards and two touchdowns. So, so you can you can bet I won that fantasy league. So last week, Jimmy Graham, to go just to go in detail, he had like two receptions for yeah, eight yards. Yeah, he had like two like two catches. Yeah, so two he catches. Didn't, he didn't have a hot game. Randall Cobb had a, a great game. He had a really nine good receptions game. for 142. Uh, Adams had a decent game as well. Yeah, he was five five receptions for 88 yards. Yeah, touchdown. He had a touchdown as well. Yeah, so um, he was decent. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a real story here, not only because what he did when he came back, but. Aaron Rodgers isn't really looking too good throughout the week. Um, they said they, they tried to, you know, get him mobile. He's been moving around in circles, but their next game is up Minnesota. So here, I got a question for Big you, rival Mike. game? Big rival game. Next game's in Minnesota, all right? Do you start Rodgers? Because Minnesota's defense is by no means a slouch defense. Yeah. They get after the quarterback. They harass quarterbacks. They make them uncomfortable, and you're going up against Kirk Cousins. So you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring some A game. Yeah, and Kirk Aaron, Cousins isn't isn't Aaron Rodgers, but he's a gunslinger. Kirk Cousins, no Kirk Cousins played it. a great game last he week. He did. Played he a really did. good game. So you know they're they're gonna put up points. They'll give you about twenty plus. You start Rodgers if he's. If, I mean, it's to me. That's a tough choice. I don't, I don't know. They said he's still rehabbing the knee. Mm-hmm. It's a sore knee. What is it? Sore knee sprain. Yeah. So and he's day to day. But sprains could take, you know, a few weeks. A week. A few weeks. Two yeah, weeks. definitely. Let's so. say he comes out and 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 Minnesota just starts beating him up. Is that? But is that something you really want to take a chance on? And, yeah, know, especially not coming weeks. off an injury year. You not just week paid two. him good money. Week two. It's early on in the season. Are you gonna put Aaron Rodgers back out there to potentially be slaughtered? Because this is not a slouch defense. This is probably, if this isn't the number, you know, one, two, three defense, it's definitely in the top five. So He's got a tough, he's got a tough choice at the head coach to, um, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play this week. If, if he does play and I'm Mike Zimmerman, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're I'm, gonna, I'm blitzing yeah, the we're gonna entire hit him. second half. We're going to hit him. I'm, I mean... We might get a couple flags, and I'm not talking like targeting and you know what, not like that. But you need to make him uncomfortable. Yeah, let him know we're here. Yeah. We're hanging out. Yeah, we're we'll in... be here all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Eric, exactly. I don't know why, but this whole this whole little conversation really made me think. Um, did you check? Did you watch the Pittsburgh game this week? Oh, I did watch the Pittsburgh. Game um, this, this is what I would like to say. Um, late in the game, rainy, terrible weather. Mm-hmm. It would have been great if Pittsburgh had like a running back who was top elite running back in the league to hand the ball off in that That's, situation, right? Um, that that feels a lot better, especially when you got a guy who doesn't really fumble that often. Only He's if elusive. they only if they had a guy. Yeah. It, Does Pittsburgh have a guy? <laughs> they they have a guy, I, I think. I don't know if they lost his number or if the checkbook ain't working, but they need to give Le'Veon Bell that money. Pay Le'Veon Bell immediately. They need to pay that man. Speaking of Pittsburgh. And speaking of Cleveland, I want to talk a little Tyrod Taylor. He looked horrible. A little bit of Tyrod Taylor. He looked bad. A lot of my friends love Tyrod. I thought he and did great. I have no idea why. He did good last year. Here's here's take my take Buffalo. on Tyrod. Here's my take. Tyrod's a decent quarterback. He's he's decent at what he does. He's not above average. He's not below. He's just kind of in that middle. He's decent to me. He's more of a game manager. 
They throw Baker Mayfield in there, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this. Baker Mayfield gives him a passing element that Tyrod Taylor lacks. The reason why you like Tyrod is because he has that dual threat thing in your head where you think he might, you know, produce some kind of Mike Vick run. It's not going to happen. He actually produced more yards on the ground last week with eight carries, 77 yards. 15 for 40 in the year. Tyrod Taylor threw the ball 40 times and completed 15. That's less than 50%. Yeah, one hundred and ninety-seven yards. How many chances are we giving this guy? Forty. It, he's at. How old is Tyrod Taylor? Was he forty? We could look it up really hey, quick. I mean, he's he um eighty-nine, so he's twenty-nine years old. He's right. much older than Tyrod's, I thought he was. Tyrod's twenty-nine. This is his peak. Tyrod is at his ceiling. Fifteen for forty is not good enough to win football games. Especially when the other team, mind you, I'm not even touching on the fact that the Steelers turned the ball over seven times. You give me any other team in the NFL, aside from maybe the Buffalo Bills, they win that game. The Steelers probably get smoked. They're probably never even in it. Probably lose the game by like three touchdowns. I, and I heard maybe people, more. And I've heard people talk about Pittsburgh Super Bowl. They need to cool the Jets on that. <laughs> that must have been a they Pittsburgh need, fan. They did. That, it more than likely was because the Pittsburgh... Cannot get past New England. We all knew that. It's been proven. Yeah, and and speaking of still, we're still on the the Browns Pittsburgh game. Josh Gordon touchdown. Josh Gordon touchdown. Josh Gordon. That touchdown was nasty. Josh Gordon touchdown. I'm still not a believer, but that, that was, was nasty. It was a nasty that was touchdown. <laughs> that was filthy. That, Josh he, he looked like DeAndre Hopkins out there. Honestly, Hopkins was a no show, but don't be worried. They played New England, so. I, I didn't expect that to be a wild game and get out of control. Like their games normally aren't that high scoring. Yeah. So, they, so every, everybody relax. A to get bit. off one of the uglier games of last week, were you gonna get on something pretty? Um, how do you feel about the Eagles? Eagles uh, Atlanta game. Uh, that was an ugly game too. And I'm an I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Phillies fan. But I will say this: later on, it came out that Jay Ajayi had a, a foot injury. Uh, he's nursing a, a small foot injury. I believe it was probably some soreness, something like that. But nonetheless, that contributed to his lack of snaps. So imagine Ajayi with, you know, 10 more snaps in that game. He probably has like 100 yards, you know, two touchdowns. Yeah. So uh, I just that. thought the game was very sloppy. Absolutely. And and, and me and Derek were discussing game night. I did want to break this on the um the podcast. Preseason matters. Let's be honest. Preseason matters. This is why I'm going to say this. Just just to prove a point on why I think preseason matters. The whole first half of the Eagles-Atlanta game, if a lot of our guys take some preseason snaps, if we get in rhythm, if we practice, if we don't skip training camp, and we take preseason a little more serious, there's not 100 flags. If it felt like the whole first quarter, both teams, this was the first week they started playing football. It was like 25, 26 flags thrown in that game. That's, and, and that was ridiculous. It was 11.30 on the East Coast in the, during halftime. We're watching flag, flag City being thrown. I got to go to work tomorrow. So many flags, I thought it might have been flag football, honestly. It was terrible. On the ground. It was, was terrible. Like, what are we doing? It here? was terrible. And I do think, and like just to spin off that, I do think it is because a lot of these guys, they're too fancy for the preseason. 
They don't want to get hurt. Cool they don't want to do this. And, and and look, it shows that we're doing false, false starts. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not ready. You got people lining up in neutral zone infraction, all this other stuff. So, um... What are you doing? For all you guys that want to um, eliminate the preseason, I think we don't see... I think we see half the flags. I just think they should have two preseason games, in my opinion. Once you get... Once you get past that third one, does it really matter? Have one where you you get your dress rehearsal out of the way, and then have one when you figure out who you want on your team. Yeah, that's that's all you really need because the dress rehearsal isn't that quarterbacks don't play that long. They play what a, a series, two series. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they it. play the first few series, and then it's just. And then that's it. Yeah, it's whatever. Two preseason games is enough. Maybe three. No, yeah. four is too many. I would think four is a lot, but I do think a lot of the guys do need to take the preseason a little more serious. I do. I do. Um, I it's proven flags, false starts, stupid fouls, stupid, stupid flags that if we go through the motion, half speed, it'll help us a lot. Okay. Now let me. I'm I, just gonna I check agree. on some other games. Giants Jaguars. That was a tough watch. That was actually actually enjoyed that game. It was a good game. It was a little tough. It was tough to watch. It was tough at times, but I think the grind of the game is what made it as good as it was. It was not a high scoring game for those of you who don't know. It ended twenty fifteen. It was Saquon Barkley's first game. I did not expect him to perform as well as he did, which lets me know the Giants offense is a lot better than people think it is. Because to be able to be neck and neck with Jacksonville. Either means, A, you have to have uh, a stellar defense that can create some takeaways, or B, your offense has to be on point. Brady, Tom Brady's offense was neck and neck with Jacksonville. Sunday, the Giants' offense was neck and neck with Jacksonville. So that's, that should tell you everything you want to know. A lot of people aren't buying it. I'm, I'm going to come out and say it right now. The Giants are going to beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Speaking of the Cowboys, they're going to beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Dak Prescott, what's going on? Expose this man. Dak, what's going on? Expose I, this man. I had faith in you. I, I personally know Cowboy fans. They want to get you out of here. They, they want him gone. Troy. Off with his head. Yo, Troy. Call him up. Troy, get off Fox, <laughs> Fox Network. Put we the need pads you. on. Yo, Romo. Put the pads back on. Tony Romo. Aisha Chin. Tony Romo is is somewhere laughing at the Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, Des Bryant was spotted hanging out with Jerry Jones. You saw that. He talked greasy, you Des. Talk greasy. You saw that. Now you Des, want a job. Des, well, hold on now. Who needs who? Let's I and you answer that for me. Yeah. Who needs who? The way the Cowboys played point, last week. You know what I mean? They might have to pay that man. Jerry Jones might have to open up that wallet. I know he doesn't want to, but might have to pay that man. You might have to. And speaking of pay that man, can we can we just end it with the Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott comparisons? Because since kind of disrespectful. Since now. Wentz tore his ACL, he's had more touchdowns yeah. than Car- than than Dak Prescott. And let him let him know if um to get live news and and, and random facts like this. You can go on Twitter and follow A56 Philly. Philly A56 as in the Philly. city of Philadelphia. Philly is short for Philadelphia. Um, I or, saw Dariq tweeted that a little bit earlier or, about Dak Prescott. Yeah. Having no touchdowns. Yeah. Bum. Yeah. Um, we're Bum not going to be Texas. too biased about Dak nah, Prescott I'm and biased. the Cowboys. 
I'm we know biased. we know Derek is. Um, Zeke. I I thought Zeke was gonna have a bigger game, but I I do believe part of his lack of production had to do with their struggles during the air. Yeah. Because if you're if you can't throw the ball, the only thing left for you to do is run it. Everybody knows. Defensive mm-hmm. coordinator knows. Corners, safeties, linebackers. My mom in the stadium knows if you can't throw the ball, the only thing left for you to do is run it. Yeah. With that being said, they just start keying in on them, yeah. loading up the box. And I don't care how good your offensive line is, when you got nine guys sitting down on the box, it, it's going to be hard for anybody to break yeah, out. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I mean, he scored, don't get me wrong, but had it been a lesser running back, they probably have negative yards. Yeah. Honestly, 20, they're, they're lucky Zeke got what he got. Yeah, 15 carries on 69 yards. I know they wanted him to have more, but listen, when you start going down and it, it's late in the game, it becomes a passing game. Now you have to play catch-up. Especially, yeah, especially when your it, offense isn't producing it's, it's and you're not, not scoring. A lot of people love running backs, and I love them too, but they their value just isn't that high anymore because it's a passing league now. Everybody wants to throw the rock. Yeah. That's just how it is. Matthew Stafford, they're terrible. But Matthew Stafford puts up 4,000 yards Staff- for the pa- past five seasons. Yeah. It's a throwing league, man. Yeah. You gotta, they come from Speaking behind of Stafford, all the time. The Lions... He looked terrible. They got destroyed. He he looked absolutely terrible. I was disappointed in the Lions. They got destroyed. I expect a lot better game. I don't think they'll perform like that. I think them and the Bucks will probably switch performances this week. I don't think the Bucks are going to have nearly as good Brian a game. Brian Fitzpatrick. Just because Fitzpatrick had a stellar game. He, Fitzpatrick. He's going to have Yo, to come James. back down to earth. James. You might be in trouble. Stop he, harassing he Uber beats, driver. If he beats Philly, stop harassing Uber. Uh, and this is uh, this. I want to take this on a serious note. If he beats Philly, Jameis Winston might be in trouble because he yeah. has not produced no. since he's been there. He's been average, just above, just above, you know, the water there. So, yeah, like Mike Evans. But how? Mike Evans. How? Sheesh. How great of a quarterback do you Sheesh. have to be when you're tossing it to Mike Evans? Sheesh. Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel look good in college. Oh, Johnny two, Manziel, two. no, two. Now, Johnny Manziel Johnny owes Johnny Manziel owes a great deal of his success to Mike Evans. Yes, sixty percent of his passes went to Mike Evans in, in college. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a that's a well. Mike Evans stat. is a freak, and he's a he very a freak very nature, underrated. We're talking about entire team. So wide receiving core, we got four or five guys plus Mike Evans. Sixty percent of those passes going to Mike Evans. So you break up that other 40%, that means 10 here, 10 there, 10 here, 10 there. That's ridiculous. Mike Evans was that yeah. offense. Um, Deshaun Jackson, ex-Philadelphia Whoa. Eagle. Whoa. Um, in one of my in my one of my fantasy leagues, well, Deshaun Jackson was on the bench with 30-some points. 30 points on the bench. Yikes. But who saw Deshaun Jackson doing that? But who week? leaves 30 points on the bench? Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, that was that was tough. I'd have plugged. Opponent. I'd have plugged him in as at least a flex. That was a, he's a, he's not a bad receiver option. I hope they had another good option that just didn't perform well. I don't remember seeing who they had, but this person had a lot of points on the bench. Yikes! The song, I mean, the song Jackson, a lot of other things. Um, what else did we see? We saw Adrian Peterson in a um AP, a Washington Redskins AP. jersey. AP. You know what I think of when I think of AP. I think of a new take we're going to do. It's called Who's Hot, Who's Not. 
AP ah. is on fire. On fire. On fire. <laughs> he is hot right now. Hot is a go. If you have this guy or if you can pick AP up, if he's still out there, you're going to want him. Why? Geist isn't coming back. Okay? That's done. Robert Kelly, not in town. Who's the other running back that they have? have Piron. He barely produces every now and then. AP is that comfortable vet that you get. You get Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a prototype passer. Chris Thompson is another. Chris Thompson. He's a he's a pass catcher. He won't All he right. won't take away from AP's carries. They do ding, things differently. All with right, him. so he won't. He's really... not an every down back either. Okay, he's more of a uh, Darren Sproles esque, and I say that very lightly. But AP's your comfortability blanket. If you need a number two running back or you need a good flex for the week, plug AP in. You he's could... hot. And a lot of people probably got AP for a steal. Yeah, AP's a steal, a steal right now. I would probably AP a steal. Um, to wrap it up, how about we? How are we feeling about um the Jets? The Jets. Oh, the Jets was the, the Lions game. I, I'm not sold on the Jets. Um, Aaron Darnold. I'm not sold on Darnold either. USC. USC quarterback. He heard you. You already know how he I feel about the USC quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I heard him too. Guess what? His first pass did <laughs> intercept. Pick six. Hit pick six. Pick six. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on him. Yeah, he, um, he played. It, it. The Lions aren't a defensively studded team. Yeah. So, and I'm. I'm not trying to take away from his performance. The Lions are to him. That's a great Lions debut. Lions are much of a team. Lions. But they're not a. You know, they're not a much great of a, a defensive. Team. Now, if he had come out and like lit the Rams up like that, or like lit the Jags up like that, I'd be like, all right, all right. You got my attention. I, I hear you. Got my attention. I hear you knocking, young man. Speaking of the Rams, um, Rams made light, light, easy work. Light work. Of the Raiders. Slight work. Do you think they enjoyed that game? The first half was a little sloppy. Second half, oh my goodness. And uh, guess who I think the game ball believe went, I went to, if I'm not mistaken? Marcus Peters. Good story for him. Because I, I personally believe the Chiefs disrespected him. He played with an attitude. A lot of people didn't like it. Fans would, would say things to him on his way to the tunnel. And he would respond. He's a real guy. They said... It's all right. You'll get it next year, Mark. He said, get what next year? No, he said, where are we going? Home? Sipped up. Where are we going? Home? That was when they were eliminated from the playoffs. Team didn't like that. What do you want him to say? What do you What do you want him to say? You know what I mean? I, uh-huh. Hey, I don't mind a little attitude. No, show me neither. Me, I show mean, me you're passing. pissed off because it means you care. It's passing, yeah, right. It means you care. Yeah, very, I very. said the same thing about Cam Newton last, last episode, episode one. Said the same thing. You're if you're pissed off. You care. Yeah, I can work with that. And we'll we'll talk on on touch on one more game. Um, Joe Flacco wants to keep his job. Whoa, Joe Flacco said. Whoa, hang, hang there, young guy. Whoa, I know you're fast. Yeah, I know you can throw it a little bit. Yeah, and I'm gonna go out and throw for 200 yards. He said, "Listen, I still got the juice in here." Yeah, Joe Flacco did look very I good. I still though. got the juice out in Baltimore. Don't 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 get it twisted. So I I don't with the way Flacco's playing, and this is off of one game. We all know better. And it was than Buffalo for of one game. It was Buffalo, but the way if Flacco keeps playing like this, don't expect Miller to see any any time anytime soon. Unless Flacco puts up like fifty two in the third and they take him out, then you might see some Miller action. Then y'all can bust out your Miller jerseys that you bought. Who's Miller? He's a rookie. Are we talking about um... Lamar Miller? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jack. BBB. Why, why was I saying Miller? Correction. Oh, Miller. Running back. Le- he had 100 yards. On the Dolphins, right? Are we speaking Dolphins? Nah, he's on Texans. 
Oh. He had that's why he's on my mind cuz he had a 100-yard game and I I had a chance to get him I didn't get him. But Lamar Jackson, don't expect to see some time. I'm sorry for that error there. Not with Flacco slinging it like that no. last game. But um we'll take that with a grain of salt. He, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. My man, my man uh Rob Gronkowski had a good game. Oh, speaking of 100 the 100-yard game. Patriots that and Houston 100-yard game. Had me like 30 points. Oh. I appreciate that, Gronk. I don't really like Gronkowski because... I don't either. Not last year, but the year before, I drafted Rob Gronkowski in my fantasy. He let you down. And he was injured the whole entire season. Let you down. The, the whole entire hurt, season. Huh? Yeah. He forced me into retirement. Yeah. It happens that way sometimes. Yeah. I had so, to take a year off of watching. Shout out to all you fantasy time. guys. Um, Probably a rough week for a lot of you guys. Probably. I made a, a debut in my, in my one fantasy league. It's my first year in it. And I scored the most points. This this for money too. This is a money league. Yeah, right? I take it. And it's with my job that I'm I'm at now. And they were all like, "Oh, are you sure you want to play? Like, we don't want to take your money." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, Aww. play coy." I've won two fantasy leagues before. Yeah, play coy, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah no problem." Like, I blah, might, but I'm all right. Yeah, I'm decent. I'm into it a little bit. Dropped the most points in the league week one. Yeah, and then. When they texted in the group chat, I put Dark Horse. <laughs> That's all I put. Yeah, now Dark Horse. They'll be coming for you next yeah, week. Now. But overall, um, I think week one, week one was rough around the edges. It was. We'll say that. It was. It's it was going to be that rough. way, though, until about week five, week six. That's when it starts getting exciting because teams are, you know, gearing up. They're starting to find their momentum. They know who's clicking, who's not, who to go to, where your defenses are. Everybody is where they're supposed to be, in my opinion, by week three, week four. Week five, week being... six, it gets exciting. Um, to, to kind of wrap up the football stuff, um, are we going to see Le'Veon Bell in a Steelers jersey this year? Mm. That's a good question. I can't believe he wasn't there. I believe it. He's missing. Well, Pay the Steelers man. are playing with him. Pay that man. I believe it. Um, no. We won't see it? Well, doesn't he have to sign a contract before, No. what was it, week 11 to get the franchise tag? Doesn't no. he have to sign a franchise tag to become a free agent next year? I'm not sure. I, would, I don't I know. have to look into I don't that. know how long you can hold but out. I, I don't foresee Le'Veon Bell playing for Pittsburgh. Just because. There's a lot the, of turmoil in that um, locker room, too. The locker room, a lot of the guys are upset. Yeah, because a lot of the guys are getting paid way less. Then Le'Veon Bell. But they have their money. Yeah, they do. They do. They have their money. You can be upset as you want. If you if I if we do the same amount of work and well, my they, check comes back fifty dollars short, I don't care if you're telling me you don't like that I'm complaining about my fifty dollars. It's yeah. my fifty dollars. I worked yeah. for that. I, I don't mean, think Le'Veon Bell works for his I money. do feel like that hey, does that mess dude. up the um mess up the the chemistry a little bit, but in the sense, they that's, the that's Pittsburgh Steelers' fault. Pittsburgh has put themselves in this that. situation. Yeah, they've done that to themselves. They created this The monster. players have turned on each other because of the lack of... The I, lack of the front office. I'm, I'm more so personally upset with the Steelers' organization as a whole with the way they're handling this yeah. Le'Veon Bell situation. How do, you sign, how do you sign a big-name free agent after doing they this? They knew... They knew they had to deal with this. So you know when a player's contract is, is starting to come around, especially a big name like Bell, because guys start getting cut. You start seeing guys taking pay cuts, restructuring contracts. 
just to make room for him. So it's it's not like you know it just popped up on him. So that's that's why that's my take on that. But wait, guys, episode two. We appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, well, t- yeah. Um, speaking on that, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, this podcast is not a statistic numbers. We're gonna break it down. We kind of leave that up to you guys. We just like to give. A, a a nice little sports opinion. None of us are professionals. None of us. We're just guys talking about sports like you would do with your buddies. Yeah. And um, if you haven't, you can download the Anchor app and you can search our podcast, Big Brother Sports Talk Podcast. So if you search on Anchor, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to your podcast, you can go and look up Big Brother Sports, Big Brother Sports Talk. Club. And um, if you want to follow us on Twitter. Club. Dorit's, um... At 856-Philly. That is with a capital P. The rest is lowercase numbers. Traditional numbers. Yeah, and, and then, um... 856-Philly. If you want to follow my man Mike... It's gonna be Baby Gomez 6 And... That's all lowercase. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's all lowercase. And that's on the... On, on Twitter and YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, mostly, Dorit will be talking about the football... And for the next few months, I'll really be digging deep into the playoff baseball. It's about to get playoff baseball time, and I'm I'm actually gonna pick up a little more on uh playoff baseball. I know I don't watch as much as I should during the regular season, but the playoff games I do watch them because they're I find them to be more high octane for me. They're a little more fast. Yeah, everything's kind of and, on the edge you know, in the it's, playoffs. It's crunch time. Every this pitch is do matters. Or, do or die. And, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get. I don't like missing parts of sports history. So I feel almost obligated to watch this. So I'll, I'll be able to pitch in a little bit there, too. So And um, we're going to end on one on one other one more thing we'll touch on is um for all you NFL guys this week. Um, Dariq, what, what should they watch? Who should they watch this week? What should week? they watch? Um... I'm going to go Packers in Minnesota. That's the most interesting game just because I don't know if Rodgers is going to play. A good little division play, rival. You definitely want to watch that game. If yeah. if he does play, you tune in with however many eyes you have. If you have one, that one eye is glued to the TV. If you have more than one, if you have a birth defect and you have three eyes, you tune in with all three eyes because you're going to want to see Some that. Some would just say you're woke if you have three that, eyes. Hey, some would say that. Some would say that. Um, I actually, I also underrated game of the week: Cowboys and Giants game. That's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be fun. That's in Dallas, so it's gonna be a good game for Dallas. Not because I, I believe they're as competitive as I view the Giants right now. The Giants are back. They're gonna finish over five hundred. Cowboys would be lucky to reach five hundred. Yeah, we said that last episode. That yeah, you got it. But the, and I would the say Giants I'm- are back. They convinced me in game one, and they lost. So you know, you know, I I really have to believe this if I'm saying they're back and they lost. This is yeah. not the last year's Giants. And another game I would say is um, four o'clock game, Patriots Jaguars. I like me rematch, some four o'clock. Well, rematch match. of the AFC Championship. Blake Bortles, all the slander, Trash. all the slander, garbage. It's time, Blake. Garbage. I, is Fournette playing? We don't know. Yeah, I think he, um, he's still he's still day to day. That's a humongous loss for Jacksonville. Yeah, they, that's tough. I know somebody that had Fournette starting in their fantasy lineup, and they got killed. They got killed. That's tough. Yeah. Now um, don't pick up Yeldon and replace me. He's garbage. 
It's trash. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Um, He's so we're gonna wrap up the set, the um episode two. Thank you. We'd guys. like to thank everybody who listens. Um, thank you, thank you. If you want to support the podcast, you can go on the podcast and donate money right on the podcast, right oh, from the snap. home screen of the podcast. If you want to donate and you want to keep us going, you give me a dollar. Yeah. You mean, you know, I need a drink. Throw, it throw it costs a lot. That's an Arizona iced tea. That's an Arizona. And that another a... and another segment we're gonna go through today is um today in sports history. Sports history. I have a good little fact since we're talking baseball. Um, facts, facts, facts. In the year two thousand and nine, Ichiro Suzuki becomes the first player ever to have two hundred hits in nine consecutive seasons. The only other person he was tied with eight with Wee Willie Keeler, and that happened from 1894 to 1901. So that means um, there was no Dominicans. There was no Spanish. There was really no ethnic people in the game yet. So to imagine that Ichiro did it in the year 2009 is insane. So just on today, September 12th, 2009, Ichiro becomes the first player ever with 200 hits. In nine consecutive seasons. Mm. So, um, that's a wrap, guys. Also, real quick, uh, there is a game on tonight, y'all. There is a game. Um, Cincinnati and Ravens. We're, we're going to see how hot the Ravens are. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but I, I think it's going to be a good game. It should be close. Uh, Cincinnati has a decent defense, uh, decent offense as well. Uh, I'm not sure how the Ravens defense is doing this year, but... It, it should be a good game. Will Joe Facco cool off? I don't know. I'm going to tune in tonight to find out. But Yeah. Like I said, we appreciate you guys. Shout out to Joe us. Flacco. Shout out to Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is from the he's, state of New Jersey. Yeah, I think he's from like Audubon or yeah. something like so, that. Um, for all our, not that far. For all our New Jersey listeners, um, I'd like to cheer for Joe Flacco. Yeah. I, I, and I for all you it. other guys, Baltimore area, anyone else from anywhere else in the world, Joe Flacco is one of us. Yeah. I don't us. know how proud I am of that. One of us. One of but us. he does have a Super Bowl ring. Hey, listen. Does your favorite quarterback have a Super Bowl ring? Look Nick, back at that. Big Dick Nick got one. <laughs> Nick Foles. Nick Foles. But um, this is episode two of the Big Brother Sportscast. Um, I'm Michael Gomez. I'm Dariq Hatton. And you were listening to Sports Talk. Thank you guys for tuning in.